Welcome to Featured Insights, presented by Caroline Economic Development. I'm your host, Debbie Bowden. This podcast is for all size businesses in Caroline County and the Eastern Shore of Maryland to learn from experts at the local, state, and national level. We hope that you gain insights that can help your business run more effectively. Hi, Angela Visentainer. Hi, Debbie Bowden. Thank you for joining me. So Angela Visentainer is the owner and proprietor of Maven and Smith, which is a marketing firm here in Caroline County, born and raised in Caroline County. And so today we're going to talk about why marketing is important for all businesses. So sometimes a business will think, well, I can't afford it. It's not really a value. I'm too small. But We're going to share a case study, if you will, about a local business that is looking at doing marketing and has been successful in marketing. Um, Just to show that's not the case. Everybody, everything needs to communicate about themselves to others. So if you will give a little bit more introduction about yourself, how you got started, and, and then we'll dig into this case study. Sure. Um, Maven and Smith was founded in 2015, and um, we are a full-service marketing agency here on the shore, and we do everything from web design to social media management, branding and logo design, marketing strategy, the, the full gamut. Okay. And um, yeah, we really like working on the Eastern Shore and helping uh, companies in this region. We really sought out when we started to try to elevate the quality of marketing services that were available on the shore, we often saw people working with businesses or marketing agencies that were outside of the area who didn't really understand all of the uniqueness of the shore. Sure. And they were overcharging and under delivering. And so we saw space to, to fill, to fix that problem. Mm -hmm. And um, my personal background is um, in marketing. I worked in marketing and manufacturing for 15 years and have a MBA and and marketing competitive strategy. Gotcha. So let's talk a little bit about that looking at the culture of the Eastern Shore and how that needs to be reflected in the services that you provide and then the message to that consumer or the customer. So you saw that need. What do you bring through through your experience, if you could, that may be different from an uh, um, agency from Baltimore or Philly or D.C.? Yeah, it can be... um subtleties like the way certain things are said um the messaging that will resonate with a local audience here on the shore that is different than messaging that would resonate with a more urban gotcha um, a more more urban audience um it can also be things that are kind of obvious um you can look at uh maybe the footage or stock footage that companies might pull for brochure and if they're from an urban area they don't think twice about pulling a stock photo that has tall buildings in the background. That's not a thing right. we have here on the shore. It does not reflect our landscape. It does not look authentic. Um, and so that's just a few little examples of, of where right. that can kind of go awry with somebody who doesn't understand the local landscape. So what I hear a lot of, or occasionally, is that um, if somebody says Maryland blue crab, that's kind of like a, a 
heads up that that might not be from here on the shore because we just say let's go get some crabs yes we don't say we're going to eat maryland blue crabs right <laughs> right yeah that's a yeah. great example yeah, yeah the subtleties of language that that just sound off when they're not that's not right for the local market right right so um you worked in manufacturing so before we get to our case study i want to talk a little bit about that because sometimes that industrial viewpoint we don't need marketing we've got salespeople. Yep. We've got a sales team internal. Why is marketing so valuable? And I'm going to bro- broaden it beyond just manufacturing, but transportation and logistics, the business of agriculture. Why is that important? Yeah. Um, marketing is, if you get really basic with marketing, there's the four P's of marketing. So there's your product, your place, which is your distribution, your promotion, which is your advertising, and your pricing strategy. And so a lot of people tend to think of marketing as just advertising, but that's just one component of marketing. So when you're talking about marketing and manufacturing, you're not just talking about like, oh, should we post this on LinkedIn today? No, you're involved in, is this pricing strategy right for the market that we're pursuing? Um, Is our marketing SEO uh, in line with what's going to help What's SEO? Oh, search engine optimization. Okay. So yes. So is our website optimized so that people who are looking for a solution in our industry, are they going to find us gotcha. or are we going to be buried? So those are just a couple of examples. And really in those B2B situations, marketing truly should be a partnership with sales. You really, often, unfortunately, it's a it's a conflict. There's some, some bad blood between marketing and sales in some organizations, which is unfortunate. It really should be a partnership with both sides supporting each other. Gotcha. Gotcha. So we talked about the big mostly big guys. Now let's talk about this case study. So there's a a local company that Jay-Z farms, and they were born from this side hustle of a couple who had a whole bunch of different businesses. He had a landscape business, and um, they do agriculture, and they started this um, fall attraction two years ago, maybe three, and um, it's been very popular locally. But now you are helping them with a a strategy, right? And it's a specific strategy. So share a little bit about that and what you're doing for them and what the expectation is um, for success. Yeah. Yeah. So I started working with um, Zach and Jane Blau, who are the owners of Jay-Z Farms last year. And they had already operated for a couple years, like you said, but then, you know, Zach had really big vision for what Fall Fest could be. And he wanted to substantially increase the number of visitors. It was more than double was his goal. And he exceeded that last year. So my role with them was to really work on some digital advertising through Facebook primarily. I also did some uh, some ad, some print advertising for them through okay. the Caroline Review and some other local publications, mm-hmm. and that was that was really successful. And and Zach and Jane were really smart because they sort of, although they had operated for a couple of years in a way, last year they kind of looked at that year one in terms of marketing. So they do a very good job of managing their own social media. We don't do that for them. They're great at that. Okay. Um, we really handle the advertising side of things for them. So last year they made a pretty sizable investment in developing the uh, the ad copy, the the photography, those kinds of things, and created those foundational elements. So what's great about that is last year they made that big investment. And this year we're able to reuse and adapt a lot of that. Gotcha. And so they've been able to shift 
funds away from actually paying us to create those things in the first place to shift it to more actual ad spend. So gotcha. yeah, so they're able to maintain their budget but get the get the advertising even further. So we are we are re- reaching out to additional markets. They had people visiting from southern New Jersey, oh, from wow. Philly, from Baltimore area. So we're actually hitting those areas with advertising this year. Wow, that's that's fantastic. And that's because they had the vision to know that they needed to get the word out beyond just word of mouth. Right. And I think a lot of times um, businesses that start are so excited because their friends and family are like, yes, you've got a great idea and I'm going to come every weekend. And then they do. But then that's a limited pool of, say, 10 not the magnitude that is visiting JC Farms by any stretch of the imagination. But then it's like, oh, well, let your friends know. But that then just grows by half. So 15. Right. Right. But if you start getting to capturing into those markets of where we are, Mid Atlantic is so full of people who want to go do stuff and they want to see things in the country. Exactly. Yeah. So our advertising that is targeting those more urban markets around Philly, um, Southern Jersey, Baltimore, that's a different ad copy than what we're doing here on the Eastern Shore. Gotcha. So when we're targeting the ads to, to those areas, we're talking about spend a day on a farm. Like that's a unique and interesting experience that you don't get to have as a city kid or a suburban kid. Right. So that is more of the emphasis of the marketing is this kind of farm experience. Um, whereas locally here on the Eastern Shore, it's more of a family fun, you know, get outside, play some games, those kinds of things. So it's a, it's a slight difference in the messaging, but right. each resonates with its audience. Right. And it's knowing that. And that's your background. You're bringing that knowledge of talking to the audience. Let's talk a little bit about that. Yes. That is so huge. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, it's so huge. And it's funny because I'm actually working with a really fabulous client right now on a website. And uh, the company I'm working with is um, an architectural firm. So they're very visual people. Like they mm-hmm. want the website, if they could have it their way, the website would just be pictures. There would be not a single word anywhere gotcha. on that website. So we, we've had to have some conversations about, you know, we aren't designing this website for you, which is always kind of an interesting thing when you start down the path of designing a website or creating any kind of marketing material. You're not creating it for the people who work in that business. You're creating it for your potential customers. And that's a very different audience who's going to interact with the material in a very different way. They're going to be looking for very different information than you would be looking for if you came to the site. So you really have to shift your mindset away from, is this something that I like and would resonate with me to, is this something that will resonate with my customers? And that's very different. And how do you help somebody who is not in marketing or advertising or even sales maybe, right? You're dealing probably with somebody maybe in the communications office, but more than likely a manager who's taking care of operations or a business owner. How do you, Angela, help them understand that? Because it is a, a shift in yeah. thinking. Yeah, we, we really feel when we're working with a client in that situation, part of our job is is educational um, on marketing and and not just saying, well, we have to do, we have to lay it out this way. We have to use these words, but explain okay. why. And so we talk through that a lot to help them understand and get them to start thinking like their audience. Um, another thing we run into that's along the same vein is if we're working with, um, we've worked with a lot of public health agencies, and they might want to use a lot of sort of public health jargon right. when they're giving us content. And we will rework that to something that a general person in the public is more likely to actually 
use when they're searching for a service. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of that jargon is is trendy within industries, and it changes every couple of years. And so right. it's not it never really resonates with with an audience who needs to search for information. Right. Exactly. How do you measure, or how do you help the your client measure success of any given element of the marketing? strategy. Yeah. So this is this is tricky. Sometimes it's very easy. Like sometimes you can say, okay, we spent X dollars on a Facebook ad campaign. You had this many people visit your site and you saw this percentage increase of sales during that time. It's it's beautiful when, when there's <laughs> there's just easy metrics like that to point to. But sometimes your marketing investment is it's a lot harder to to tell frankly if it has worked. Mm-hmm. Um because sometimes you're investing in um, really building your brand. Maybe you're investing in a, okay. a new logo, um, something that, that better reflects who you are and feels more modern and current. Mm-hmm. And there's real value in that. And I think everybody kind of understands there's value in that. But if you spend you know, a few thousand dollars developing a brand, right? how do you then point later and say, well, I can attribute these sales to this logo change. You can't really do that. It's it's okay. hard to, it's hard to do that. So sometimes it's very easy to look at the metrics and say, you know, this advertising produced this dollars, but other times it is more of a you have to think of it more as a long-term foundational investment. Right. So branding, websites, things like that are really the foundation that the rest of your marketing builds from. Exactly. So it's the brand is kind of like if you decide to build your own building, do you have columns in the front? Do you have a modern aesthetic? Do you have a more traditional aesthetic? Do you have brown walls, gray walls? Those are things that you're spending money on as a business owner right. that you may not see a direct return on investment, but it's that first picture, that first impression right. that your customers or potential customers. Let's talk a little bit about that. You've got customers who are are already there Mm -hmm. and then you've got your people that you need to come to you as a business owner um do you not market to your current customers or should a business not market to their current customers oh no you should definitely be marketing to your current (laughs) customers because it's much easier to get a customer to come back than it is to get a new customer so that should always be part of the strategy is how do you maintain that relationship with your current customers and stay top of mind with them because if they've already had a good experience with you, it's, it's pretty easy to convince them to come have another good experience. Um, Somebody who's just discovering you for the first time, it's a much longer sales cycle. Typically you've got to, you've got to convince them um, that they should spend their time and money on you. And that's harder to do. Right. It's kind of like the old um, cable providers where they would give away, you know, the moon to a new customer, but their old customers like, Hey, how about me? Right. You, you do have to, the business has to, think about that. Um, So you've touched on a lot of things, you know, the the brand awareness. Let's let's talk about that again, because branding is so on brand now. (laughs) You know, it's really been co-opted by um, pop culture and society to talk about the essence of marketing, isn't it? Yeah. Um, Talk. How do you feel about that when somebody says that I'm on brand or, you know, I want to build my brand as an individual. Yeah. I mean, I think that there is some validity in that. I mean, for people who are, you know, especially if somebody – you know, there's, it seems like every kid these days wants to be an influencer of some kind. Well, you know, I guess if that's your career path, if that's what you want to do, then you do have to build a personal brand. Right. Um, And, you know, but I think in terms of what is really valuable for – business is thinking of your brand as 
it truly is the representation of who you are. Uh-huh. So yes, it's your logo and your imagery, which should align with what you do as a business. But more than that, it's the words you choose to use. Yeah. Um, it's the way you interact with people. All of that reflects who you are as a company, what your culture is. So, so to me, your brand is much more than just a logo. It really is how you conduct yourself. Gotcha. Yeah. And how do you help somebody who is starting out in this path of taking on marketing as something important for their business to, to figure out their own brand? What's, what's some of the steps that you can do to help them with that? Yeah. So we try to really understand who their audience is, what, if they're just starting out, what is their plan to, Ah. um, to get new customers? All right. What is the niche that they're filling in the marketplace? How are they going to compete? What is going to make them different than who is already out there? Um, so really there's a lot of marketing strategy discussion that goes, that happens before we ever start to make a pretty logo. Right. right. (laughs) Yeah. So there's a lot of discussion around that. Um, we talk about, you know, their company culture and values. Are they, um, you know, are they going for a market where, you know, they're going to provide a low cost service, they're going to be quick, but it's not going to be very personal, or are they going to do something that's highly custom, they're going to be doing, you know, working with people to develop a custom solution in every case, very different, very different um, brands are needed for these, these two paths. Yeah. And that can be in any kind of business, that distinction you just made, and that's just a couple of examples of culture, but it really boils down to that person that's representing the business talking with you at Maven and Smith about marketing and what they're seeing. So um, it can be anything from a landscaper all the way up to the architectural firm to a public agency that you're talking about. All of that is reflected on getting that message out and that vision out of that decision maker in the organization, right? Yeah. Yeah. So you talked about influencers. How do you see that playing in the rural business to business community? Yeah. So in a way, small communities like ours are the forefront of influencer marketing because we are the word of mouth capital of the world. (laughs) You think about small towns where everybody knows everybody and everyone's in everybody's business and you're saying, oh, I had this experience with this company. Right. That is essentially influencer marketing, the people, you know, you know, in your life who you value and respect their opinion. Um, And so that's something small towns have been doing way before TikTok and Instagram. How about that? Small towns, (laughs) they influence the influencers. Yeah. But I I think that, you know, even you think about in, um, even in a a B2B kind of situation, let's go back to manufacturing. this is where, you know, testimonials are so important. If you have a well-respected um, client in your industry and they will give you a testimonial that you can share, that's be that's them being an influencer. You're gotcha. using their influence um, and their good experience that they've had with you to help influence others. So so it isn't just, you know, people doing TikTok dances and things right. like that. So, right, yeah. yeah. So how do you market yourself? Well, this is a the cobbler's children have no shoes sort of situation. Okay. So, so we are a marketing company that has frankly never really marketed ourselves. We have been very lucky 
through that word of mouth. Um, gotcha. Yeah, we have stayed very busy through referrals. Um, we have been very fortunate to not hit a point where we were really um, proactively going out to seek new clients. Um, we're at a size we like. We've got um, three full-time people, and we have contractors who we work with on a very gotcha. regular basis who've been part of our team for years. And it's very comfortable size. We're not we're not looking to become a you know, 50 person agency. Mm -hmm. So if we were, we would need to go out and do some marketing of our own. Right. Um, But we, you know, what the main thing we probably do is really focus on our brand and living up to that. And so one of our values is that we will um, help our clients become smarter in the process of working with us. Gotcha. So if we're building a website for somebody, for example, we're not just going to take the content they give us, put it out on the page with some pretty pictures and call it a day, which would be a fast and easy way to build a website. But we're really going to talk through, you know, why are we using these words? Let's readjust how this is worded to better suit your audience. Let's um, split this up and put proper headings in place mm-hmm. so that it, the search engines respond well to your page and, and all those kinds of things. And talking through that with the clients so they understand this is why we're doing it. And then they're smarter the next time they need to do right. a project like that. Right. Yeah. And you work with all size mm-hmm. clients. Yep. So you, you mentioned the, the public agencies. So those are state agencies, right? That yes. are large and, yep. and then the smaller mom and pop kind of shops. Yes. Do you focus just on the Eastern Shore? It has been that way, okay. uh, just through our word of mouth. Although there are some um, nonprofit organizations we've been referred to um, in other parts of the state that gotcha. we have ended up working with. Mm-hmm. Um, but yes, most of our business has been on the Eastern Shore. Well, Angela, I want to thank you for coming in and giving some insight into the importance of marketing. I mean, this podcast is a marketing tool that our office decided to use to get information out to our customers, which are businesses in Caroline County and the surrounding area. So I want to thank you very much for joining me and kind of talking. I almost feel like we're in this kind of um, loop of we're doing a marketing event with a marketing expert (laughs) who's talking about marketing and word of mouth. And (laughs) so I I really appreciate you coming in. Angela Vicentainer with Maven and Smith will have your contact information linked in with the, the podcast so people can find you if they need to learn more about their own marketing. All right. Well, thank you. This was a lot of fun. I appreciate it. Thanks. Thank you for listening. Be sure to like and subscribe to Featured Insights and look for us on your favorite podcast platform.